Welcome to the Vitality Coach Podcast with the Mojo Maker and host Nikki Fogden Moore, the Vitality Expert, dedicated to helping you be the CEO of your business and your life with special industry and life-leading guests, top tips on how you can create that magical blend of healthy, wealthy, and wise for CEOs, entrepreneurs, founders, and people who do things with life. Wow, I'm back. So welcome, guys, back to the Mojo Maker Show. I'm your host, Nikki Fogdemore, and welcome to my office today. It's Monday, and I want to talk to you about probably what's going to be the fourth part in what was a three-part series, but now I'm adding this quantum communication section around conscious communication. So what are the four quadrants that will help you show up with authenticity, clarity, and calm Uh, when you need to communicate what's truly important for you in your life, whether that's personal or professional. So what I've found as we're going through a lot of transitions at the moment in work and at home is that people are really struggling with, now they've recognized their truth, how to stand in that truth, how to actually articulate that, and then how to hold their line when so many times it's really challenged because uh, what used to work before in the past doesn't really work anymore these days. So let me just adjust a few things here and get set up and welcome those of you that are listening. Remember, I do record this live, but it is put back on the show uh, to watch at any time. So the moment you find yourself on this video, it's probably meant for you. And um, I always believe that messages come through when you most need to hear them. So don't click off, but remember, if you need to have some guidance on how to stay centered, on how to learn to trust yourself, how to shut out the white noise of everyone else's opinion, and you know the difference between wrong and right, then this video will be for you today. And what it will also help you do, whether you're in a leadership position or you're just trying to navigate your own way through something for your own personal life, is it will put you in the driver's seat to understand the quadrants to operate from and to prepare and be grounded and know that whatever you're going to say or do is in true alignment. We know we're misaligned uh, and we're going to talk about that as well on today's show. So today I'm going to talk about you know, a quick recap on being in your truth. And then I'm going to talk about, I made a few notes, which you know me, I always put my Nikki diagrams up. So I'll be showing you those. Why being self-centered isn't actually arrogant or egocentric. It means you're being grounded and thoughtful and conscious and where you're communicating from. I'll also talk about processing time. So if you're like me, I shove a lot of information at people and I probably say the same thing in seven different ways. So I've really had to practice the art of clarity and allowing time for a message to be delivered and then allowing the space for it to be heard by whoever else is in the room. So I'm going to talk about the over-communicator, the under-communicator and creating a process time recognition for when people just need to take information away and get back to you. And the other point is space. So the criteria of what listening really is and concentration. So ultimately, everyone wants to be heard. And that means we not only have to listen to ourselves, we have to create a safe place to listen to others. Not every conversation requires a counter action or a counter sentence. Sometimes we just need to go, thank you so much for trusting me with that information. And that's it. 
But in society, we always have to throw back an opinion or a counter sentence. We're always waiting to make sure that we've told someone we've been heard. But sometimes just thank you for sharing that with me and thank you for feeling safe enough to um, empower me with that truth of yours is all we really need to say. And then the other thing I'd like to say is if you're not ready to have a conversation with someone, if you haven't worked through something enough, if you don't feel prepared, don't let someone else's need to close something off or feel like they've covered their own bats or feel better about themselves, rush you into a situation where you don't feel safe to either have a conversation or go to the next step on something. It's very important that you acknowledge the feeling of safety around truthful conversations. And that means listening to yourself and going, I just don't feel ready yet. Because when you start getting emotional, you can very quickly be pulled off a dialogue and talked out of where you're coming from. And when you're not ready and you haven't cemented that truth, it can often be quite a destabilizing situation. And then you'll feel like you've got no voice at all. So really important, be prepared to have conversations that are important, but you're allowed to do them in the time and due diligence that feels right for you. Still advise that for people. So let's just kick off with a sort, a very, very quick bit of administration. So welcome to those of you that have subscribed to the Mojo Maker Show Vitality Coach TV on YouTube. Thanks so much. I think there's more than two now, which is exciting. <laughs> just kidding. Um, and if you want to subscribe to Monday Mojo, where my full blog about this, I always write everything myself and I do it on each week based on the conversations that come up most in my world and with the boardrooms that I work in. So they're always really poignant, they're on target, and they're completely authentic, which means nobody else writes this for me. This is really based on experience and the coaching that I do. So sign up to Monday Mojo on the vitalitycoach.com.au. And if you haven't already, click the subscribe and the notification bell so you can keep up momentum with me and we can pick up the pace. I want to thank those of you that have emailed me recently and taken the time out just to say thank you for my little show. I mean, I didn't expect it and I'm really grateful for the messages and for the little pictures and also just the great feedback and communication that this is really helping you, especially the integrity and privacy that comes with working with leaders who have a huge sense of responsibility. So I like to offer that privacy that you can email and you know that you know it's a safe space to do so. So if you need to hop onto the website, uh, fill out a contact form, leave a comment below. We don't do bullies on the show, so any negative comments uh, or disparaging comments about me or anyone else will be completely removed. I just have zero tolerance for that in this life. We just don't need it, so know that up front. Now, if you haven't already been watching Monday Mojos, you might want to loop back and think about the Truth Series. And my latest podcast episode with psychologist and counsellor Pamela Panifax talks about the quadrants of communication. It talks about the difference between passive, aggressive, and assertive. And traditionally in today's society, assertive communication has often been perceived as aggressive, which is really interesting. So we get nervous about talking about our truth because we feel like it's going to be taken from an aggressive viewpoint. So if you are feeling nervous and you feel like someone's just going to call you angry or maybe you're talking too fast or you feel so passionate about something, it's not aggressive to be assertive. Uh, you can do it with grace with clarity, with conviction, integrity, just learning about tone and how to package something up. So I'm going to talk about that today. And I want to bring back the very well-designed quadrant on here. Of course, this is in my books, but remember, you have to be able to sit down and do the work on what do you really think, feel, want, and need? You can't sit around having a hope project that people are going to understand the core essence of what really drives you if you're not prepared to stand up and do that for yourself. 
And if you're spending a lot of time giving yourself excuses as to why you can't step into that, I'd like you to apply the 10-90 rule, which is 10% on the past that might have restricted you and 90% on the future of where you think you can hop in the driver's seat and go forward. Because whatever has happened to you, you know, those stings along the way shouldn't blur you from the vision for your future. Very, very important, right? So the stings you've had along the way shouldn't blind you for the vision for the future. And my whole show and my writing, all my books are completely dedicated to going, let's all acknowledge where we got to at this point, but it's what we do next that really matters. It's a rally of life. So suit up, buckle up, get prepared and start to really understand that you are in the driver's seat. So let's get into today's mojo. I always try and keep them under 30 minutes. I know everyone's really busy. And so let's see how I go today. But I want to talk to you first about the truth. So if you've got a communication point, whether it's to a partner or even to a child or to a colleague, just remember, what is the truth? The way to discern that is when we sit in our truth in our heart space, N-O-U-S, which is the atom in our heart, which gives us core knowledge, nous, funnily enough, it's a very peaceful place to sit. When we're in our ego, it's like nattering away, it's loud, it's confusing, it's destabilizing, it's got a million things to say, and it just won't shut up. But when you're in your truth, you cannot be knocked off that post. And you know exactly what I'm talking about when I say this. You know, if I was to say, ask you a defining question that you have a yes answer to, that's your truth because it's a one word, a direct answer, and you really feel like, yes, I really, or no way. Like, you know, there's some things you like, it's like, hell no. You know, that's me and Brussels sprouts. No way. I'm completely single, single word for that. But um, when we often get confused is when our subconscious takes over our decision-making. So it starts asking questions and it starts over-rationalizing and it goes, but, and it puts a counterproductive sentence in place when there doesn't need to be one at all. So when you communicate from your truth, you communicate with less words, less requirement to convince because you have your own conviction. Let me repeat that again. When you communicate from your truth, it requires less words and less need to do any over-communication because the conviction is already there. So, you know, you don't need to be over-rationalizing when you know what's right for you. And we all know that feeling. On a cellular level, you know it. But the problem is in society is we've been challenged on many dimensions to trust ourselves. So it's really funny when governments say, use your common sense, when they've tried for many years to eradicate anyone using their common sense and to follow the herd. The second thing I want to talk about once you understand your truth is the art of being present, the I am that comes with that. Whether you're a CEO or a founder, whether you're going through a merger and acquisition, whether you're just trying to get your kid to tie their shoelaces, staying calm in a storm is very important because if you bring emotion into it, you're changing the energy exchange of the dynamic. So staying connected to your truth means staying self-centered, which means staying centered in that truth and not allowing yourself to be pulled off by external dimensions, energies, chaos that may come as a result when people are trying to test you, whether it's a child, a colleague, a coworker, or anyone, test you in that truth. Just stay calm. You know, it's that oak tree in the storm. The roots are deep. It's unmovable. I want to talk to you about safe words. That's the third point today. So I have a great safe word with a friend of mine, a very dear friend of mine. It's called Fields of Green. And he's like, oh, I got over too much information. So I said, let's come up with a safe word. And he goes, Fields of Green, because guys sometimes can only take in a certain amount of information. Well, I think lots of people can. 
and I'm an over-communicator, so I'm always like looking for a good discussion. So we've got a safe word, which is fields of green. So when I'm learning the guitar and it's going really well and he might want to teach me some other chords, I'm got, and, and I already just want to cement what we're just working on at that point, I say fields of green. So exactly those two analogies apply in a boardroom. You know, they apply when you are getting a presentation, you're getting spoken at, and it's already enough. You need a safe word when you enter into a contentious subject that allows both of you to stop that isn't aggressive. So coming up with a great statement like, I don't know, lobster or fields of green or whatever it's going to be will give you a safe word for someone to say, this is enough for now. And then it diffuses the argument, the conflict and the construct, which can create an uncomfortable situation. You won't get anywhere. Let's just talk about process time. So that's the fourth point. By the way, this little picture will be put on my community page too and in the blog. I like to handwrite everything. I think that handwriting things down is crucial because you can create a cognitive connection between what you really want to say and what's coming through. So I always say while you're planning your conversations, while you're looking at all this stuff, whether it's financial, personal, professional, grab a pen and paper and take out all the stuff that's going around your head, all those conversations and make your core bullet points, you know, very important. So we're going to talk about process time off the back of safe words. You know, some people are under communicators, so they might be sitting there and you'd be like, did you get it? Did you understand? And you just keep poking them, but they're processing that information. So in a conversation or a room where you've got multiple people, or you might be having a one-on-one conversation, understand how that other person might communicate and allow space and time for the information that you're sharing to be processed. And then ask them, you know, if you want to be heard, you need to understand what does that mean when you get feedback that someone understands what you've just tried to say. So I say, could you repeat back to me what you've heard from that conversation? Because it's very important to me that this information is heard with clarity and that we're on the same page. It's totally reasonable for you to request how you want to make sure that person has satisfied your need to be heard because this is about significance. And if you just walk off and you haven't identified that that's important for you, then you don't have a resolution and closure that that listening space was there and the information that you've just given wasn't taken in a completely different manner. So, you know, it's the woman from Mars, men are from Venus, no, other way around, men are from Mars, women are from Venus thing. You know, how we talk isn't always received the same way that we mean it. So slow yourself down and understand and ask, is this correct? Have you heard what I'm trying to say? Do you need me to deliver it in a different way? And then allow that person the time to respond. And that brings us back to the fifth part, which is listening. You know, at school, we get told to sit down and listen. We get told to concentrate, but we never get taught how to listen. We never get taught how to concentrate. And that means being completely present. So if someone in your organization, if someone in your family, if someone in your friendship group is coming to you and saying, I have something really important to say to you. You must put down your filters, your opinions, your perceptions, and you must learn the art of listening, which is being present and sitting there and receiving the information, being totally in observation of the person giving it. So that is without prejudice, without blame, without shame, without guilt, and without fear. If you can receive the truth from a neutral place of listening without all those things, you're in one of the most powerful positions as a human being on this planet because it's listening without prejudice. 
And that is the most significant gift you can give any of your children, your partner, your colleague, your co-founders or anything, listening without prejudice because there's no ego involved then. You're listening from your heart space. Very, very important. And next week I will be doing a three-part series on listening since we've done the first three parts on truth. And looping back, remember, not every conversation requires a counter-response. Sometimes that person just needs to be heard. I recognize, I acknowledge, I accept what you're saying. Thank you for sharing that with me. You know, it doesn't mean that you have to suddenly give a defense mechanism. And if you are prone to doing that, you have to ask yourself, why am I jumping in and trying to fix, eradicate, diminish, or undermine what that person is trying to tell me? So create space to say, I hear you. I see you and I hear you and this is significant. And if you want that from other people, you have to be the change that you want to see. You have to practice this, just like picking up a guitar, just like getting your boat license, just like studying for a new course or learning a new language. This requires practice. It requires the ability to identify the five steps to get involved. It requires the ability to do your homework on those pillars, think, feel, want, and need before you go into a conversation. This is really what I think. This is what I feel. This is what I want from this conversation. And ultimately, this is what I need. Because if you can't be brave enough to articulate those things for yourself, let alone for someone else, then you're always going to get what you're given. So more than ever now, as we lead into 2020, this is July, the universe, our leadership, commerce, countries, and our whole collective group is asking all of us to step up, not to step up and go, who's going to do it for us, but to step into the set of shoes where you have complete ownership around what you think, what you feel, what you want, and what you need, knowing that any of those quadrants at any time can evolve as you evolve. Nothing is finite. Change is the only constant. So by putting something down and saying, this is where I'm going to drop the pin now, doesn't mean that you have to sit there in six months' time. This is just identifying exactly where you sit now. And remember, if you're in your truth, it is the most liberating place to come from because there's no negotiation, there's no manipulation required, and there's no selling. It just is. You just are. Very, very powerful. And that's really important, I think, as well, um, why I wrote this other little bit when I've been working with clients, because we get to practice truth a lot, especially at the work I do, because that's, you know, a, a part of my quantum coaching is everything that's in its truth. We can't avoid it. But what happens when we have to work with people that haven't had all that experience and that are scared of the truth and feel fearful of it, or they feel deflective or they feel afraid of their reputation and they want to try and control everything. Because when you have truth, you can't control and you don't need to. So this is what you do. You come back to this. You make sure that you're centered in yourself, that you know your truth and why you're having this conversation. Then you think about what is a safe environment and a way in which I can communicate. Request what you need up front. I would feel comfortable if ABC. I would like to ABC. Really acknowledge that up front. Don't just walk in and put yourself in a situation that will destabilize you. And then consider the share aspect. What do you want to share? With who do you want to share it? And how are you going to share it? Is it an email? Is it a phone conversation? Do you send notes afterwards? Is it a loop back to follow up? Do you actually have some notes in front of you to guide you through that? You don't have to wing it. It doesn't matter if this is a nervous topic and you have to bring a piece of paper to the table because your significance 
and your clarity is the number one priority. And the last thing, when you go through anything like this, you've got to think, what do I want out of this? What will satisfy me? What will be the satisfactory outcome? A, did you get your point across in a way that it was reflected back as clearly understood? And B, be sure of your outcome before you start. What will give you peace? What will give you harmony? And where is your intent? And when you come with that, those are very, very strong anchoring principles for conscious communication. So the four quadrants, think, feel, want, and need, and then understanding the flow that you have to keep coming back to and practice in staying in your truth, being centered, uh, using safe words, fields of green, the processing time difference between how we all take on board information just because someone is quiet doesn't mean they haven't heard you. Ask for a response if you need it. Create space to allow a gap between what's been delivered and what's been heard. And then ask for acknowledgement. And remember, not every conversation needs a counter conversation. Sometimes you just have to say thank you and be gracious that that person has trusted you with something that is so intimate and so scary for them, but they felt like you would be a safe place to hear it. And I want to loop back on a final thing as well in today's world as people are getting encouraged to stand in their truth. Your first response to someone who's in a vulnerable situation is the most important response. Your first response to someone who's in a vulnerable situation, whether you think so or not from your point of view, be gracious to recognize that person obviously feels vulnerable, otherwise they wouldn't be asking for the time. So acknowledge it, accept the information and say thank you. Thank you for trusting me. Then you really show up for someone, but shutting them down, icing people out, over-talking them, threatening them, bullying them, deflecting, blaming and shaming are non-negotiable, zero-tolerance policies for conscious communication. We have to stop doing that as a society. And realistically, that only happens because people are afraid of the truth. Don't be afraid of it. Lean in. Encourage a safe place for people to come to you with theirs. As a leader, it is crucial now in our society that the quantum moment that someone comes to you with something as a matter of urgency, they need to be heard. It's the first line of response that you give that will determine the rest of the outcome. So make it safe. Don't make it personal. It's their truth. So allow them the space to do it. It's your truth. So remember, that's all that really matters when you're giving it. And come back to those quadrants. So on the blog, there'll be Um, a little download of my Nikki diagrams, which are always designed up by my designer, Amy. But in the meantime, I'm going to put my scribbles down. Um, A little quadrant box to plan how you're going to deliver your conversations and making sure that it's safe and satisfactory to do so. And then my five steps in the blog around safe words, recognizing different processing time, staying self-centered and remembering that, you know, you're going to trigger people and maybe you'll get triggered. So understand that and try not to respond with a reaction. But a mere thank you very much is often the best place to start. So I hope this has really inspired you today to think about consciously communicating, to not just go around and do the same thing and expect different results. Our society now, our companies are our new community. They require us to step up and to be the change that we want to see more than ever before. This means doing some of the most confronting things we've ever done. This means stepping out from behind a veil and standing up for what's right. And that starts with you. So if you're getting triggered by someone and you're constantly pointing the finger outwards, remember, there is always three fingers pointing back at you. And someone is in distress, that is a reason to stop and create a safe place to listen. And if you're not sure, you can always ask for professional help. 
But ultimately, whatever goes on with as much digital support in this world, you matter. You as a person, your values, your moral integrity and your safety are very, very important. And that's what's going to create an enriching and well-fabricated society for us to really, really move through these times that are so uncertain. So I hope I've given you a little bit of tools. Don't forget, I love some comments. And even though this show, I try and keep it really lighthearted, for me, it's very important that our new breed of leadership, that those of you that are managing large organizations or just families understand that we all have a responsibility to not go and repeat the past, to not hide behind what's easy or what we've always done before, but to continue our personal commitment to evolve, to continue and understand that as humans, we have the incredible ability to keep learning and to keep discerning. So it always comes back to the fact that your ego is not your amigo. So put it aside, lead from your heart, make good decisions from your heart and always put yourself in someone else's shoes because if they're coming to you with an important subject, it means they're trusting you with that. So create a safe place to receive it. If you've got questions around how to amplify this inside your organization or with your family or even with yourself, please reach out. I'm going to put lots of free tools available. It's interwoven through all my books and all my coaching because to me is a uh, co-requisite for being a fantastic human is being able to create a safe place to communicate. And I think we should all be given those skills just as much as adding up, um, making a good coffee. We've got to learn how to be great listeners and stand in our truth. So thank you so much for joining uh, the Mojo Maker Show. As you know, I've got, I think, 123 episodes coming up now on the podcast available through all channels, including Spotify, the blog, thevitalitycoach.com.au. In a couple of weeks, I'll be updating the site with new books coming out, um, a fantastic new series as well, which I'm really excited about around my quantum decision-making program for extraordinary leaders. But just rest assured that if you can't work with me directly, there is so much free content available. And if you're not sure where to look, please email and we'll point you in the right direction. I wish you the most incredible week ahead. Lean into the uncertainty of life because that's where the magic happens. Thank you for joining me. I'm Nikki Fogden-Moore and you stay healthy, wealthy and wise. Thanks for tuning in. As always, we'd love your review on iTunes or you can jump online to thevitalitycoach.com.au. For more from Nikki, to sign up for the Monday Mojo, and the Vitality Coach TV on YouTube. 